right. How many of you that were here last week or watched online um, where we talked about how your words matter and what you say about other people matter, how many of you found yourself like challenged um, and more aware of the things that you said about other people? Anybody? Or is it just me? Yeah, a couple of people? Yeah, like, you know, it's... Uh, 99% of the things that I preach, probably 99.9 are things that I struggle with and that I'm working on myself. And um, it was just really interesting for me that I was, I was so aware this past week of all the things that I was saying about or to somebody else, whether they were life-giving or life-taking, um, choosing my words wisely. And what's, it's not funny, but it kind of is but not to me right now, but I have been challenged all morning long um, with what I'm going to talk about today. So um, God really teed me up for this in, in a way that I guess I'll thank him later. Um, but, um, but if you weren't here last week, what we're doing is we started a three-week message series called Choose Your Words, where we're focusing in on the importance and the power of the words that you speak. Because as followers of Jesus here in 2021, I believe that this is, is critical. It's always been critical, but I think it's even more critical today that we follow Jesus' lead in choosing our words and choosing them very wisely. Because our words are powerful, right? So powerful, in fact, we talked last week that neuroscientists have found that, that words actually have the ability to change your brain. Like that's how powerful words are. A positive word can strengthen your frontal lobe, promoting um, your brain's cognitive functioning, making you more resilient, making you more active and productive. Positive words, life-giving words can do that. On the same, uh, in the same note, negative words can be damaging. They can increase the um, activity in one's amygdala, which is the fear center of the brain, um, releasing these stress-producing hormones that, that basically interrupt your brain's functioning. It creates a situation where your brain is not functioning in the exact way that it's intended to, in the way that God intended it to. It begins to like partly shut down your logic and reasoning centers of your brain. It's not good. That's what a negative, angry word can do to somebody. Our words are so, so powerful. And as we discussed last week, man, this isn't new, right? This isn't anything new. This is all throughout scripture. We see in scripture where God talks about the power and the importance of our words, right? It's, it's all throughout scripture. But I think, so it's really just proving like science is coming along and proving exactly what scripture is saying. And I love when that happens. It's so beautiful. As a, like a science and math nerd, like I love that. It's amazing. But, but again, it's, it's nothing new. And I think one of the most straightforward, like clear passages in scripture about the importance of our word is found in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. And it's our key verse for this series. It's where Solomon, probably like the smartest wisest dude to ever do life, um, he said this. He said, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Your tongue 
basically your words, the words that you choose to say have the power of life and death. So in choosing the words that you speak, you can either speak life over other people or you can speak death. That's your choice. And last week, we talked about the importance of how you speak to others matter. We live in a world where everyone just wants to say whatever they want to say, especially online. There's a lot of hate going around, a lot of opinions, which typically, you know, what they say about opinions, but um, it, it's, it's running rampant. But we have to understand that how you speak to other people matters. But the reality is, it's not always easy to want to say positive, life-giving things to people, right? Because we run into people or situations where they make it difficult for us. <laughs> they challenge us in saying something positive or life-giving, and that's why we can go to Scripture. We can look to Jesus as our ultimate role model. Because when he was in a situation where his back was to the wall, where he was experiencing some of the gnarliest things that a human could experience in this life, he chose his words, and he chose them wisely. We looked last week where in those times, Jesus chose to, one, he said nothing. At other times, Jesus chose, instead of just speaking negative words, he just chose to ask questions, brilliant, very strong wise questions and other times as he did from the cross he chose to speak life and if you missed last week's message you can always go back and check it out on our podcast or on facebook or youtube and i encourage you to do that but when we think about how you speak to others mattering those aren't the only words that matter like yes when we speak to others we need to choose those words and choose them wisely but I also want you to understand that the words that you choose to speak to yourself matters. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Your self-talk, right? Your thoughts about yourself that run through your mind, that are always swimming around in your mind, whether you want them to or not. The way and how you speak to yourself matters. You can either choose to speak life to and over yourself, or you can speak death to and over yourself. How you choose to speak matters. And I don't know about you, but for me, based on my life experiences and based on the negative things that people have spoken over my life and spoken to me, saying positive things to and about myself is not always easy. I don't know if that's the same situation you're in, but I, I'm, I'm pretty confident from um, interacting with people and working with people for my entire adult life that um, I'm not alone in that, that people struggle at times with positive self-talk. It's not that we want to say negative things to ourselves. It's just very, very challenging at times. We have these thoughts that just pop into our heads, right? Most of the times they're intrusive when they're negative about ourselves. And it's not fun. But we have to begin to take those thoughts captive. We are not powerless in this situation. It feels like it at times. But we have to understand that how we choose to speak about ourselves and the words that we choose matter. 
Again, jumping back to some scientific research before we hit scripture on the topic and the importance of how we speak to ourselves, is studies have shown that the average person has over 30,000 thoughts a day, which I don't know about you, but that is mind-blowing to me. Like, I have a lot of thoughts about that, <laughs> right? But the average person has 30,000 or more thoughts a day. And research has shown that so many of those thoughts are negative that the, the vast majority of the illnesses that we uh, face today can be directly linked to those toxic and negative thoughts. That's how powerful the way you speak to yourself matters. The way you think about yourself, it matters. Our thoughts have an impact on our physical, mental, and emotional wellness. How you talk and speak to yourself matters. One of the greatest battles that, that we face today is going on between our ears. Right? It's in our minds. It's one of our greatest battles. And see, the enemy knows this. Satan, the devil, he knows that if he could get you to start believing negative things about yourself and saying negative things about yourself, then he can sign-lighten you, that he can begin to destroy you. He wants nothing more than to destroy you. And if you're connected to Jesus, he can't have your soul, but he can sure as heck make you miserable. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, 8 tells us to be alert and of sober mind. It says, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Like he's seeking you out. He's coming to devour you. He wants to tear you down. And one of the ways that he does this is through your thoughts, through your mind. To speak negative things over yourself. He doesn't want you to believe the truth of what God says about you and who God says you are. He wants you to believe all the noise around you of what other people are saying about you or what culture says about you or what this amazing person's life and yours not measuring up says about you. That's what he wants you to believe. He wants to destroy you. He wants to make you miserable. He wants to make you one of those Christians, right, that is miserable, joyless, unhappy, on the sidelines, off mission, not effective. Because even though, like I said, if he can't have your soul, as long as he can prevent you from being and doing all that God has created you to be and do, it's a win for him. But again, we are not powerless against this. You can begin to stop that attack and you can begin to control your thoughts and you can begin to speak life as opposed to death over yourself. You can gain victory over that. And one of the ways that we do this is, is by renewing and changing our minds. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, don't conform to the patterns of this world, right? I was always taught growing up that don't conform to the patterns of this world was all about like living a worldly, sinful life and things like that, which I, I'm not saying that it's not meaning that. But also the patterns of this world are comparison, right? Negative thoughts what we are not achieving, what we should achieve, all these different things we should do, that's part of the patterns of this world, which leads us into these negative thoughts about ourselves. 
So it says, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. If we want to begin to speak life over ourselves, we have to begin to renew our mind. To transform our way of thinking. And we do that by renewing how we speak to ourselves. What we think about ourselves. That's just one of the many ways. As I've said before, by taking every negative thought captive, right? And you make it obedient to God. We call those negative thoughts out and we test it to God's word. And I think a perfect example of this whole kind of process of renewing your mind and taking those negative self-talk uh, thoughts captive and, and, and making it obedient to God is found in 1 Samuel chapter 30 where we see David in a, in a pretty tough situation. Like he was in a bad spot. Uh, at this time, David and his men had just returned home and when they got there, they found that the Amalekites had like uh, just raided their, their town and had actually captured all the women and children that were remaining there. And so um, all their wives, all the men's wives and all their kids gone, captured, right? Said none of them were killed, but they were all captured. And scripture says that the, that they, that the men wept bitterly until they could weep no more. Like they were broken. But then that, that sadness, right, that mourning turned to anger and rage. And this is where we pick up the story. And we're just going to read one verse. It's 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. And it says this, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because all the people were bitter in their soul, each for his sons and daughters. These people were heated. Like they were sad and then they turned, it turned to anger. And then they were talking, like verbally talking about taking David and killing him. So David's dealing with not only the fact that his wives were captured, not only that he kind of had this leadership failure where they were off and then they came back and everyone, like their, their town had been raided and all their people are gone. He's dealing with that. But also, now people are wanting to kill him. He's distressed. Backs to the wall. He's in a very bad and negative space and could have easily slipped into negative self-talk, right? But check out what David did. Check out his response. I'm going to read the whole verse again. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because all the people were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters. And check this out. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. When all was going wrong, David strengthened himself not in his own abilities, but he strengthened himself in the Lord. In a time of tragedy, sorrow, loss, failure, he spoke positive things over himself. He spoke life as opposed to death. And he did that specifically, encouraging himself in the Lord. He took all those fears, right? The negative, the self-doubts and self-thoughts, and he captured them, and he made them obedient to God's truth. Because David knew the power of his words. He knew the power of his thoughts. He knew that what he said about himself truly mattered. But he also knew his limitations. 
He knew in that moment that he wasn't going to be able to come up with anything positive on his own to say to himself. So that's why he chose to encourage himself in the Lord and who he was in God's sight. Not in his performance, but in who God said he was. And I think many times that's exactly where we find ourselves. We get into these situations and these times in our life where, man, we want to say positive things about ourselves, right? We really do. We want to be positive. But because of our life experiences or things that people have said about us, it's just incredibly hard to come up with anything positive. Or there's just certain situations and moments. That's my struggle. Like, I know I'm learning more and more about me. I'm asking more questions. I'm being a lot more aware of what, what, um, what makes me healthy and puts me in a good spot and what doesn't. And I know when I don't get enough sleep, that's when my thoughts go crazy. That's when I start talking a lot of negativity to myself. I can take something really small and then I can turn that into I'm a failure, I'm terrible, I'm an idiot, I'm stupid, I'm whatever it might be. Like, I know that about me. And I'll be really transparent and honest. This past week, I have not gotten a lot of sleep. So, and let's just keep it all the way real. I was supposed to wake up at 4 a.m. this morning to finish working on this because that's kind of my, my rhythm and my pattern. And my phone didn't charge right. I didn't plug it in or something. I plugged it in, but it wasn't in the wall. I overslept. And I, that was a moment that I would typically have been like calling myself an idiot, running around the house, frazzled and freaked out. So like I said, I've had a chance to practice this this morning. And it was really cool because I'm just like, you know what? It is what it is. I got this. God's got me. It's going to be fine. And that made the rest of my morning okay. If I would have spiraled out of control in those negative thoughts, it wouldn't have gone well. I know this about me. We want to speak good things over ourselves. But sometimes, like, like David in that situation, we just we struggle. We just can't. And that's why we have to turn to God, and we have to encourage ourselves in the Lord. I don't know what your situation is. Maybe for you, you struggle to say positive things to yourself because those people in your life that were supposed to care for you and to love you and protect you, instead of doing all those things they were supposed to do, they hurt you. And they spoke negative words over your life and to you constantly. And because of that, it's hard for you to come up with positive things to say about yourself. Or maybe for you, you've, you've uh, been given up on, right? You feel like people have abandoned you. They've walked out on you. And so it's hard for you to think positive things. Or maybe you had some significant failure in your life, whether it be work-related or marriage or a relationship or whatever it may be. And, and you just, you're just struggling to find positive things. Maybe you've done some pretty rough things in your life. Maybe you've screwed up, like, pretty big. And anytime you try to start thinking positive things, that, that negative thing, that terrible thing that you did constantly pops up, and then you start tearing yourself down instead of speaking life over yourself. I don't know what the situation is for you, but I do know that in those moments, when we can't say anything positive about ourselves, because we all get there. If you haven't, at some point you will. We need to follow David's lead, right? And understand that sometimes we can't. But we still need to encourage ourselves. And we do so by encouraging ourselves in the Lord. So how do we do that, right? 
How do we get over that hurdle of all the negative self-thought and self-talk and actually take those thoughts captive and encourage ourselves in the Lord? Well, I think the best way to do that, one, as I always say, is just acknowledge the lies that you're believing. Do your best to acknowledge where it is. And then once you acknowledge what lie you're believing, what negative thing you're saying to yourself, then you just put that straight up against Scripture. You put it to Scripture, you verbalize what God says about you, mentally and verbally. At times, you have to say it out loud. I'm telling myself this lie. I'm speaking death over myself in this way. But this is what God says about me. This is what his word says. This is the truth. I'm taking this thought captive, and I'm making it obedient to the truth. And that's what I'm going to do. That's how we begin to move past this. And again, I don't know what negative thing that you say to yourself. I don't know where you're tearing yourself down and where you're not speaking life but speaking death over yourself. I don't know what it may be for you because every person is uniquely different. But what I want to do today for the rest of our time is I just want to share with you five lies, five negative things that we typically say to ourselves that I've heard people struggle with and talk about, things that I've struggled with and saying to myself. And then I want to show you where you can put that up against Scripture, where you can put it to truth so you can begin to reject the lies, the negative, and begin to speak life over yourself once again. The first thing that we see is that a lot of times we say to ourselves, I'm unlovable. I'm unlovable. Maybe you say to yourself, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm not worth being loved. No one really loves me. No one will ever love me. And why would they? Look at me. I'm a mess, inside and outside. Whatever the situation may be, but you're unlovable lovable. Many times we find ourselves speaking that or having those thoughts. But the truth is, and what God lets us know in his word, is that when I think that I'm unlovable, we can honestly say, no, stop that. I'm loved. I am truly loved. I am always loved and always will be loved. And we can put that to the test in Romans chapter 8, verse 35 through 39, which says this. It said, who will separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered, we are considered as sheep to the slaughter. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation. So nothing in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I love that list in the end. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing that you have done, nothing that you will ever do, nothing that someone has done to you, nothing that anyone has ever said about you can separate you from the love of God. So when you feel you have that negative self-talk that I'm unlovable, right? No one can love me. You have to put that to truth. 
You speak life over yourself and say, no, I am loved. Constantly loved. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Another thing that, that, we, that I hear all the time, and I'll be honest, one of the things that I, the negative self-talk that I speak to myself quite a bit is, I'm a failure. I'm a failure. How many of you have ever said that to yourself in some way, shape, or form? Right. If you're online, throw up a hand emoji. Y'all don't get away from not sharing. I'm a failure. I'm never going to do anything right. I'm always going to screw up. Why even try anything? Because it's just going to fail. That's just kind of the way it's going to be for me, so I just need to get used to it. Speak negativity, negativity. But in reality, you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, no, I'm victorious. I'm victorious. Not because of you. Remember, we're encouraging ourselves in the Lord. But because of him, we can say, I'm victorious. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 uh, starting in verse 56 says, The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, encouraging ourselves in the Lord, right? Thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through Christ Jesus, through our Lord Christ Jesus. We have victory. Because of what he did on the cross, his death, his burial, and his resurrection, we have the ultimate victory. We can know that no matter what happens in this life, no matter if you experience failure, because you will, and honestly, you should, because it means you're out there taking risks and following and, and doing the things that you need to do. But it doesn't make you a failure. It's not who you are. It's just a situation that's happened. Because God says that you're victorious. You're victorious because of what Jesus did. He claimed the ultimate victory. So you can tell yourself, you can claim that truth that I am victorious. And no matter what you face, you are victorious. You speak life over yourself. Another word that we speak over ourselves is that I'm broken. Right? I'm broken. I'm damaged goods. I'm scarred. Because of what's happened to me, I'll never be able to be used by God. Because of what I've done, he can't use me. I'm too broken. I'm too far gone. Truth is, is I'm healed. Doesn't matter what you've experienced. Doesn't matter how broken you may feel. You don't have to claim that. That's not who you are. You are healed. You are healed physically at times, but you are healed spiritually. Set free from sin, the ultimate healing. Isaiah chapter 53, 5 says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. I don't know if you see the theme here, but everything that we can say positive about ourselves here is because of Jesus. Because of what he's done for us. We encourage ourselves in the Lord. So when we feel broken, damaged, scarred, we can know that we're healed. Not because of anything that we've done, but because of what he did. By his wounds, we are healed. 
It's such a beautiful truth, yet we don't claim it. We like to claim the brokenness as opposed to the fact that we've been healed. We've got to shift that mentality. We've got to shift, understand that, yeah, we have some brokenness in our life, but because of Jesus, we're healed, and that's who we are. And that's the truth that we can claim. That's the positive, life-giving words that we need to begin to speak over ourselves because our words matter. And how we speak to ourselves matter. How about the, um, I'm all alone? How many of you have ever said that to yourself or felt just completely all alone? Yeah. Been there. Got no one. Saying to yourself, you got nobody. Nobody cares about you. Nobody's going to be there for you when you need them. Don't even bother calling because they're just going to say they can't. When you need help, they're not going to listen. You're just always going to be lonely. You're going to be alone. We speak this death over ourselves when in reality we know that with God and because of him, when we encourage ourselves in the Lord, I'm never alone. I'm never alone. Joshua verse 1 or chapter 1, verse 9 says, I have, not, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And check this out. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. He will never leave you nor forsake you. You are never alone. Again, growing up, I, verses like that always were used to like freak me out. Like, God's watching. Don't you mess up. Don't you screw up. He's watching. Right? But those verses are so beautiful. They're not intended for shame. Yes, he's with us. He knows everything. But these verses are meant to encourage us so that we know that no matter what we face and no matter what we go through in this life, we are never alone. We were created as relational beings to be connected to God. And because of sin, that relationship was broken. But then because Jesus, right, gave his life, he made a way for us to be connected and to restore that relationship so that we will never, ever be alone. He's with us, always with us. So you need to encourage yourself with that. Speak that truth over your life. And the final thing that I, I feel like I hear people say all the time, again, another one that I've struggled with in my past is that I'm worthless. I'm worthless. I can't do anything right. I'll never do anything important. I've missed my opportunities, or I've screwed up my opportunities. I've passed my opportunities. God can't and won't use someone like me. Honestly, my life is just worthless. There's no point. That's a dark place to be. But I promise you, there, you're going to pass and interact with somebody today, whether it be in person or on social media or whatever, that they're feeling that very thing. They feel worthless. Maybe that's something that you've been saying to yourself recently. Again, in some way, shape, or form, but I'm worthless. If that's you today, I want you to understand that you're not worthless. Don't claim that over your life. Don't speak that over your life. Instead, I want you to say, I'm wonderfully made. 
I am wonderfully made. Psalms 139 verse 14 says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. The psalmist is saying, your works, your creation is beautiful. It's perfect. It's wonderful. And I'm a part of that. So therefore, I know that I am wonderfully made. You don't say to yourself that I have no value because God has placed the value on us already. If you weren't valuable, if you weren't wonderfully made, why would he have, God have sent his son to die for you? It's because he loves you. Because you have purpose. You have value to him. You are wonderfully made. You're not worthless. You're not trash. You're not something to be tossed to the side. No, you are wonderfully made. And you know I couldn't not throw this verse in there, Ephesians 2.10, one of my favorite verses of all time. For we are God's masterpiece, created anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Anytime you start feeling worthless, remember the masterpiece. You are a masterpiece. Not only you are a masterpiece, but he created you long ago to do good things. That shows that you have worth, that you have value, that you are wonderfully made by the creator. These are the things that God says about you. This is the truth. You are wonderfully made, right? You're never alone. You're healed. You're victorious. You're loved. Those are the types of things that you should be speaking over yourself. Not because you're great. Not because you did anything to deserve it, but because God loves you. Because Jesus paid the price and made a way for you to be connected with him. And when you are connected with him, you are all these amazing things that he says about you. LifePoint Church, understand that the enemy wants nothing but to steal, kill, and destroy everything that about you. He wants to sideline you. He doesn't want you to live out the gospel message. He doesn't want you to speak the gospel message. He doesn't want you to speak positive things to other people. He wants you to speak negative things, death over other people, as well as to yourself. But we have to capture those negative thoughts, right? We have to push him out. We have to understand, we have to be on guard because he's prowling around like a lion looking to devour somebody. We have to know that. Be of sober mind and be ready to say, no, no, no. That's not who I am. When that thought pops in there or those, you're, you're prompted to say something negative about yourself or you're frustrated or something bad happens, stop. Remember who you are in Christ. Remember what he says about you. May we begin to speak words of life over ourselves, over our church, over the people in your life. Your words matter. They're so powerful, both to others and to yourself. So speak those words of life. Words found in Scripture. 
That is exactly who God says you are. So whatever it is, if we didn't cover any of what your negative thoughts are, take it to Scripture. Begin to search Scripture for what is it that God says about me. I feel like this. I feel I'm saying, always saying this negative thing over me. Let me see what God has to say about it. Begin to search that. In 2021, it's really easy to search that. There's a little thing called Google. Maybe that's not the most spiritual thing ever, but search it. Scripture that says that I'm not this. It'll be there, I promise. Because God's word is filled with life-giving truth. It's our roadmap. So may we begin to agree with the things that God says about us. Stop arguing with what God says about you. It's so funny that God says all these amazing things about us, yet we want to claim this junk. We're basically saying, God, that's cool, but no, this is really who I am. I think you're wrong. I don't think anyone would really verbally, like, straight up say that, but that's, that's what we're doing when we believe the negative, when we have the negative self-talk over us. So begin to speak truth and life over yourself today. Just understand how you talk to yourself matters. Let's pray. Jesus, we, we come to you today just, just humble and thankful for the fact that when we look at your truth, when we look in your, in your word about your life, that we see this incredible example of how we are to operate, how we are to live, and how we are to speak to other people. Jesus, we thank you for the fact that because of you and your sacrifice, that we no longer have to believe the lies about us, about ourselves, but we can put it to truth. We can claim your truth about who you say we are, not because of us, but because of you and what you've done in our lives. And Jesus, we're so thankful for that. And may each and every one of us here, one, come into a relationship with you, and two, begin to actually believe and speak your truth over our own lives to embrace that and live from that truth, Jesus. Maybe you're here this morning or you're watching online and, and you've never truly stepped over that line of faith. You've never come into a personal relationship with Jesus. You have all these negative things that you say about yourself and you believe about yourself and you're struggling, lost, you know that something's missing. If that's you, I want you to understand that all those beautiful things that, that Scripture says about you can be true for you. You can claim those truths. They're found in a connected relationship with Jesus. Because again, God loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for you, taking on all your guilt and all your shame. As Isaiah 53, 5 said, but he was pierced. For your transgressions he was crushed for your iniquities the punishment that was that brought us peace was on him that's what we deserved but he took that upon himself so that we could be made right before god so that we could be forgiven and made whole so that we could never be alone and that we could always be loved and that we could be healed from all things so 
so that we could be wonderfully made in him. So that we can encourage ourselves in him. He made a new creation. And if that's you today, you don't have that personal relationship with him. We've all been there. But if he's prompting you, it's time to step over that line of faith. Stop putting it off and just receive him. Scripture says in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God rose him from the grave, that you'll be saved. So it's about confessing and believing. Confessing that you're flawed, you're not perfect, and that you need a Savior, and that he is truly the one and only Savior. You believe him and you trust him for that. Confess and believe. And you can do that wherever you're at. Whether you're sitting in here in your seat, whether you're driving down the road listening or in your living room in your pajamas drinking coffee. Just call out to him however he leads. Confess and believe. Ask him to be your savior. Fill you. To make all those things true about you. To heal you. But again, maybe you are a Christ follower and you are just plagued with these negative thoughts about yourself. Your self-talk is toxic, to say the least. Give that over to him. Stop owning that. That's not who you are. Whatever that negative thing is that you're believing, it's not true. It's a lie. Just stop believing it and stop speaking it over yourself. Your words matter, and how you speak to yourself matters. So speak life today. Capture those thoughts. Like I said, last week I was in so many situations where I was getting ready to say something that probably wasn't the most positive thing ever, and it was just like, ah, I remembered it, and I stopped myself. Or I even said it, I'll be honest. And then I'm like, nope, stop, say positive things. Do that for yourself this week. Whenever you have that negative thought, stop it. Put it to truth. Speak something true from Scripture over yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord. When you do that, you'll start, you'll be set free, and you'll begin to be on mission, and you'll have so much more life. You'll feel like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders as you start to believe who you are. You believe who God says you are, and you embrace it. Jesus, again, we love you. We thank you. I pray that you would speak truth and love over each person that's here and that's watching online. Lord, that they would understand who they are in you. They would believe it. And not only would they believe it, but they would speak it over their life constantly. Because you do. So may we receive that. May we believe your word and what it says about us once connected to you, Jesus. May we know you more, where we serve you. May we do your work. Free from the lies of the enemy. Set free through you, Jesus. Thank you for that. It's your name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you all so much for being here with us once again for LifePoint Online. If this is your first time here with us, thank you all so much for being here and hanging out with us and checking out LifePoint Church. If you'd like more information or if you have any questions, you can either drop a comment below or you can visit us on our website or any of our social media platforms. And if you have questions, just go ahead and ask and someone from our team will get back with you as soon as we possibly can.
Also, if you want to continue to worship um, with your tithes and your offerings, or if you just simply want to give to LifePoint Church, you could head over to our website. It's lpc502.com. In the top right-hand corner is an online giving button. If you click it, it takes you to a safe and secure place where you can give. You can also begin to text to give by texting the amount that you want to give to the number 84321. But however you choose to give, we're just so thankful and humbled by the fact that you're on mission and that you're giving back just a portion of what it is that God has blessed you with. Again, thank you all so much for being here with us today. We hope that you'll join us in connecting and doing life online throughout the week. And until next Sunday, we'll see you later. Have a great one.